Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and this is a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. Today, we have at the table with us Rebecca, who is pregnant with child and potty training a three-year-old. How <laughs> yes. are you surviving over I am there, Rebecca? living my worst nightmare. I mean, my dream. <laughs> no, it really, it's, you know what? Kate pooped in the potty twice today. Whoa. So it was a really big deal. Give him those m and got lots of Skittles. Doing, oh, yeah, you're doing that and chart So thing. we're doing it. We're doing it. I think he's doing pretty good. So we're, we're, we're surviving. I thought I wasn't going to for a few days, but... Yeah, the first I just am. like the first like two three days are the worst. Yeah, for sure. Get over that hump. For sure. And then on a much different note, we have another person <laughs> at the table with us, Brian, counting down the days. Garner, hey. <laughs> two hundred and thirty-eight days to be exact. Hey, before the wedding. <laughs> yeah, we're so pumped. I, t- I take on a bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh oh, she said yes to the dress today. No way. Yes. It happened. She was did. it the one that came from that she ordered? Yes. <gasps> it was that one. Yes, it was that one. <gasps> oh, I know what one it is. I Everybody love it. but me it's knows beautiful. what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, you can't know. That's bad luck. <laughs> well, hey, you and the rest of the podcast listeners on our audio only program, but uh <laughs> yeah, apparently it was a, it sounds like an amazing dress. Yes. So. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Good stuff. Good stuff. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Well, welcome to the table, and listeners, we want to say welcome to you as well. We are so glad you're here. We're just going to roll out the red carpet for you because today is a podcast about hospitality. Hospitality is somewhat of a lost art out there, and the interesting thing is it's mentioned in almost every letter of the New Testament. It's a requirement for a pastor. In First Timothy, uh, we see that Timothy's mother had hospitality. It's in Titus. Peter talks about it. It's in Hebrews. It's in Romans. As a matter of fact, one of the church's key verses for our welcome team is Romans 15.7. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. We get a lot of miles out of that one, and it's a really good verse um, mm-hmm. to think about that. Like, wow. Sure. Yeah. It's really We're important. We're to welcome people into the church as Christ has welcomed us. Hey, I feel like hospitality isn't really talked about that much. It's kind of like, take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. It's and like- it's really a command. <laughs> it's Yeah, for real. It's a command. It's right up there. It's one of the primary ways that we stand out and shine the light of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but it is kind of overlooked. Uh, in yes. a lot of ways. Be our guest. Be our guest. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. right. So there's like there's like this fake friendliness that's out there that doesn't really help, I think. A lot of you know, sometimes people almost when they feel that bristle at the genuine mm-hmm. hospitality, but you can't really compare the two. We know it when we see it. What is genuine hospitality, open arms, showing people the same love of Christ, welcoming them in, and how do we develop that? That's today's topic. Hospitality is actually something that's really close to my heart because in my life, I've really seen what it can do in building community, you know, mm. that we actually all need, we actually all crave. And it's something that 
like we were just talking about in our intro, it's commanded for believers. You know, it's even a qualification for elders. But I was thinking about it and I would hate it if we do diminish it to something that's just we have to do because we're a believer, you know, if we just have to dutifully do this thing. Or to the the committee of of select women, that's their thing. (laughs) Yes, the hospitality team. You got that hospitality team. (laughs) Yeah, you you got it. You're the ones. Yeah, and um, we never want to do that with anything, obviously, but I think hospitality is actually such a beautiful concept. It's it's such a great thing when done the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first things to dispel confusion on what it really is, is that hospitality is not the same as entertaining. Mm. And I think mm, for, wow. for women, especially I'll speak as a woman, because <laughs> um, that's what I am, but uh, entertaining is actually Jen Wilkin calls it hospitality's evil twin, (laughs) which I love. (laughs) It's so accurate because it's actually for me, that's kind of my enemy. I am not a Pinterest worthy person, you know? (laughs) And I think sometimes as women, we can get really intimidated by this idea that if we're going to practice or show hospitality or have people over to our home, you know, it has to look perfect. And Mm. I think some people it's why they don't do it. It's why they don't open their homes because they have this view that my house has to be completely clean. The food has to be magazine worthy. So they just don't do it all. They say, well, I'm just not the person that does that. You know, I never thought about that, but you're so right. I mean, so many people equate those two things, just entertaining as hospitality. Yeah. It's too much of a hassle. Yeah, it is. Cause that's really, that's really daunting to think, oh, to do this, I have to like have my house perfectly clean, you know, like I have to figure out and and then I have to be able to afford it. You know, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things that make that hard. Um, So I I just want us to know, we can't forget that it's actually a, a really normal part of a Christian's life. And it's not entertaining. It's actually just sharing what you have with others. That's really all mm-hmm. it is. And whatever that is, it, it could be, you know, the leftovers in your fridge, you know, or it could be a gourmet meal that you really like to cook. It could, <laughs> it could be that. But whether they're, you know, dishes in my sink or clothes on my couch that need to be folded, I can actually still welcome people into yeah. my home and not let that be an obstacle. So that's my first you know, big thing for us to challenge us with is just say, hey, like, don't be daunted by the idea of hospitality um, just because you don't, you know, think you can do it well. Yeah. Just share what you have. Yeah, because it's like, it's not an event. No. Like, Mm -hmm. we go to events to be entertained, but Mm -hmm. hospitality is not like this event that has a beginning and an end, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like a party or something like that. Yeah, you're just living life with people. Right, you know, it's part right. of living life and community. Yeah, it's so much. It's so much more to that. And hospitality is not temporary. Yeah, right. And you know, another thing that uh, Jed and Wilkin reminded me of in this article I was reading um, was that hospitality it shows interest in other people. It's actually the thing that, you know, ask questions, listen to answers instead of, you know, entertaining is like thinking about the next course, you know, Mm -hmm. hospitality is burning the rolls because it was listening to a story. (laughs) (laughs) Entertaining obsesses over what went wrong and hospitality savors what was shared. Entertaining 
exhausted, says, it was nothing, really. Hospitality thinks it was nothing, really. <laughs> and entertaining seeks to impress, and hospitality seeks to bless. So orderly house or not, hospitality throws wide the doors. It offers itself expecting nothing in return. It keeps no record of its service. It doesn't count the cost. It craves no thanks. It's just a joyous, habitual offering of those that recall a table set before them in the presence of their enemies, you know, from Psalm mm -hmm. 23, 5, and of those who look forward to the table yet to come, Revelation 19, 6 through 9. Yes. I think that's such a lamb. cool picture, right? Of You know, it's just, we're imitating our very, very hospitable God, and that's really what it's all about. I don't know, any thoughts on that? Because... Well, you know, this is great. This is such a good concept because I never really differentiated between that. But now that you're saying it, it makes perfect sense because there's so much preparation in, in like a show that goes into the entertaining side of it. And they mm -hmm. come in, they come out, they're expecting to be served. Like mm -hmm. it's not really in any way that idea of, hey, I'm my doors are open. Yes. Come on over to my home, hang out, let's talk. Like yes. that's hospitality. And I've yeah. been in... Christian circles before where it's almost like, Hey, don't invade my space. This mm -hmm. is, this is my private area. And it's like this unspoken, almost invasive thing for you to mm -hmm. like, just come over to you somebody's to set house. up like all these boundaries for, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying you, there's not a place for, you know, doing things decently in order right. because I know for, for us just personally, we sometimes have to sit down and be like, okay, five different people asked us about hanging out this week. Let's kind yeah. of make a schedule. Like, how can we, how can yeah. we do this? <laughs> you know, we have kids and we have to put totally. them to bed and, you know, yeah. but I will say for me and Ben, just personally, we love, love, love opening our, our home to people. It is something that we both feel really passionately about, but it's because we've seen what it can do. You know, when you when you actually leave some margin and some space in your life to say, hey, what's going on in your life? Yeah, come on over, please do. Mm -hmm. And then people know that and they feel comfortable with that. I will say we, we have a lot of people like that in our lives that just are like, hey, do you have any food? <laughs> I'm really hungry. And also I have a question to ask you and they end up coming over. They might make them a grilled cheese. If we have nothing else in the house, a lot of people have had Ben's grilled cheese. <laughs> it's kind of become a joke, but you know, that's what, if that's what we have, that's what we have. If not, you know, I'll share whatever we do have. And then we talk and we get to know each other and mm -hmm. we see what's going on in someone's life. Yeah. yeah I feel like that there's, even like some sort of mirror here with like our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. It's a way to posture ourselves to realize that, you know, in order to let God into our lives, you know, mm -hmm. our hearts, you know, our house is never going to be clean enough to host him. But, mm -hmm. right. you know, <laughs> understanding, understanding that, you know, we, we don't like, entertain God or anything like that. You know, it's a whole, whole different spectrum, but still, you know, it's, yeah. we, we allow, we allow God in and he's there for all of our mess and right. he's, he's there of, um, all of our life that gets in the way, you know, all, all the so, clothes on the it's ground. It's so funny too, isn't it? Because it's like, we feel like we have to hide these things from each other. Hey, we all do it. We all mm -hmm. have clothes to fold. Yeah, you know? yeah. We all have dirty toilets sometimes. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's not make it such an obstacle. And, and I will say too, for myself, 
I am kind of a neat freak just by nature because it it's what kind of gives me peace. I don't know. That sounds really weird, but it's just yeah. kind of the way I'm wired. Yeah. And I will say that that's kind of a practical thing that helps a little bit to be able to leave the margin. Like I was saying is mm-hmm. I do keep things pretty tidy. It's not like spot is not spick and span, but you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like there's probably dishes in the sink, but you know, there's, we pretty much keep things picked up and, and that does enable us to be able to say, Oh yeah, coming over, not a problem. You know, like we're home, you know, but so I will yeah. say you can do things like that to help yourself out. Yeah. But sure. at the same time, you know, don't let it be such an obstacle. It's okay. None of us care. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And you know, for me too, even the way I kind of set up and decorate my home, I actually do that with an intention of making people feel comfortable and like they are at home and they're supposed to be there. You know, so I think there's practical things you can do, um, practical things you can think about. Um, But the last thing I wanted to share was actually... Have you guys ever heard of Rosaria Butterfield? Yeah, yeah, definitely. She is like, oh my word, if you haven't like read her testimony or heard it, go look her up because she has an amazing testimony of how she came to Christ. And she actually, actually she came to Christ through a pastor who was a neighbor who just practiced radically ordinary hospitality, she calls it. Mm-hmm. And that's how she came to Christ was through that guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's really uh, passionate about hospitality. She wrote a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key, yeah, which is actually really a book. It's super convicting, <laughs> really convicting. But um, she defines hospitality as using your Christian home in a daily way that seeks to make strangers neighbors and neighbors family of God. And she says, just start somewhere and start today. And she's Mm. just really practical about it, you know, because again, that's in her testimony. But she also talks about how she has known, you know, loneliness in the church as well. You know, Mm. she reminds us to remember what it's like to be a new Christian, to be single, to have, you know, secrets that get you alone and torment you, Mm. you know, to have Mm. no place to go after worship on Sunday you know, or to need to talk, you know, even if you don't know it yet. And so again, it's it's a convicting book, but she's not demanding that anyone do it the way she does it. She's just kind of pleading for Christians to bring the gospel to their homes Hmm. and actually make it a part of our lives. And again, that's really why I love hospitality so much because it really is a beautiful picture of the gospel and how Christ has welcomed us with open arms. So to wrap it up, just my challenge for us is, you know, for yourself, think think through that. You know, how can I open my home? How can I maybe say it's once a month or say it's once a week or, you know, just a challenge for myself to say like, I'm going to try to yeah. get together. And maybe it's not dinner. Maybe, maybe you don't have money for dinner. So make it dessert. <laughs> I know we did yeah. that when we were little newlyweds. We had people for dessert and games a lot, you know? Totally. Um, but whatever you can do, put some of that margin in your lives for this. Think of a neighbor you're trying to build a relationship with to introduce Christ to. Think of someone in the church that you just like to get to know better and you haven't had a chance to have a deeper conversation with them at church. And, you know, find a need, see what you can do to help and, Again, just share what you have 
It doesn't have to be perfect, but whatever you do, just do it for God, do it to bless, and you'll receive a blessing in return, I promise. That's so good. Here you go. This is the challenge. Everyone this month, in the month of March, invite somebody over and just have brownies. Yeah. Brownies and coffee. Brownies is perfect. Start start right there. Great start. If you can't do gluten... I'm sure you'll figure something out. Gluten-free brownie recipe. Yeah. 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 And and hey, and and tag us. Let us know. Find us on... Docs of Dialogue. Docs underscore Dialogue. Let us know that you did that when it happens. We'd love to hear that. We want to see the brownies. Actually, you can invite me over for brownies anytime. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying. I volunteer. Very much available. I will be very glad to come sample them. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm trying to get in shape for the wedding. But, you you know, it's fine. Eh, It's fine. Who needs abs? Like you were saying. (laughs) Yeah, I've just got to expand on what you just said, Becca, because it was so good and true. I mean, like hospitality in the church is something that can definitely be overlooked. I mean, come on. I mean, like, I get it. There's there's a checklist of certain things in a church, you know, with so many moving parts, things that have to, like, stay clean, things that have to be maintained, like, all, all that stuff that just, like, needs to get done. And it's like, I'm going to explain this in just a second, but, you know, uh, there's a balance here. So, mm-hmm. I want to paint you guys a picture, like, give you more of an example of a first visit that I had uh, to a church a few years ago. Hmm. Yeah. So in 2017, I had just moved back to South Carolina after being discharged from the Marines and I was looking for a new church. You know, it was a brand new start to my new civilian life. And I was really just ready to jump back in with the church family. And I was excited, stopped at an Ingalls on the way because they had a Starbucks and I got my (laughs) favorite drink. It's a, yeah, it's a hot grande caramel macchiato with extra caramel drizzle. Ooh. It's pretty, it's pretty I basic. Right I know, but it's That's delicious. Basic, but it's so <laughs> delicious, especially when they get the right mix of stuff in there. Um, oh yeah. Oh gosh, I gotta go on a rabbit trail. That caramel, that uh, that, <laughs> that 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 uh, whatever the brulee, the brulee caramel latte. Brulee latte. Brulee. Yeah, caramel brulee latte that they had for Christmas was so good this yeah. past year. Yeah. Anyway. You just described yeah, Julie's two drinks. Oh, yeah. She's a camera. Bro- camera yeah. Hey, you're macchiato. a basic white girl. I am. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you still love me, Rachel? Need some leopard leggings now. <laughs> oh, wow. But so I drove up to this church um, that I've had, I had had my eye on for a little bit. You know, I walked in. I was kind of eyeballing everybody in the room to kind of see the age demographics, stuff that you do. You know, how good is their coffee? How many cute girls are in the Yeah, eyes? exactly. You know. <laughs> Um, and you know, so I go in, I wasn't greeted when I walked in, but you know, I hadn't really noticed. I mean, this church had about like 250 people in there. So, I mean, I get it. Not everybody's going to, going to get greeted or whatever. So it was like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. So I I sat down a bit before the service, you know, started sipping away at my coffee. Haven't talked to anybody yet because, you know, I'm like, like new and stuff. So, you know, I like, I don't really like approach anybody quite yet, you know. <laughs> Gonna enjoy the caramel mock. <laughs> exactly. While it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while it's hot. And, you know, I see this silver-haired man start walking toward me, and he's wearing his Sunday best. Like, he's all decked out in a suit. So I was like, all right, here we go. Respect. Social yes. activity. <laughs> this is great. I get ready to shake his hand. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get ready to shake this guy's hand. He doesn't take it. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Instead, he says something like, he's like, boy, I don't care what you do with that coffee, but I need, I need you to get it out of here. We have a sign outside that says no drinks in the sanctuary. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And I was like, of course, being me, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> see like, it here. You're I'll like tripping out. out the door. I am. Like, oh, I'm no. just like, okay, running. okay. And so I went Aww. and I, oh gosh. Did I, he actually say boy? As his first, or, or I think he said something, it's something that kind of like made me raise my eyebrow. Sure, sure. Really deep Southern dude. Yeah. Um, and so like, oh gosh, it was so awful. I went and I dumped it out in a toilet because, oh, you know, no. I still had a lot of it left. I would have just left and drank it in the parking lot. I know, <laughs> like, I know. It's sorry, just like, I, I, I wanted to, I didn't want to be that the guy that like walked in at the middle. Yeah, yeah no. for you though. Way I know. To, way to be not shallow. And it was a, um, Actually, I lied earlier. It wasn't a grande. It was a Fenty. Oh, yeah, and that's like six dollars <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, it's a big deal. Oh man, but I didn't want to be that dude that like just walked in at the beginning of the, at the middle of the service or whatever because they were like literally about to start. Um, but yeah, so poured it out. I felt the ten-year-old me come out as a, like a legit started to pout as yeah. I flushed it. So I went back in. I attended the service with no drink. It was fine. Of course, you know, I saw a few others with like water bottles, and I immediately began to think <laughs> salty. <laughs> but you know, really, that honestly it just wasn't a big deal to me. You know, it's like I've been in a lot of different churches, and you know, sure enough, I asked the pastor later on, and you know, if it was like just this super strict policy like they had, or if something. Mm. crazy had happened and he was like yeah you know we just had a couple too many spills and we just replaced the carpets like literally a week ago so you know we're just trying to keep drinks out for now yada yada you know whatever yeah. totally fine i'm super cool with that whatever however though like on the drive home i was just thinking to myself you know it it was my first time at that church right. nobody knew me mm-hmm. what right. if i had been brand new to church like Period. Right. Period. Wow. What if I was brand new to an encounter, just just like an encounter with Jesus, Mm -hmm. and I had chosen this place, or had just felt this little calling or leading to this place to maybe just go learn about Him for the first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a cup of coffee is like a small thing, but you know, nobody really talked to me. I wasn't greeted. I was just Mm -hmm. immediately told that I was doing something wrong. Oh yeah, that's now. I mean, yeah, like this isn't like guys. This isn't to talk bad about that church or anything. I mean, they were great. You know, it's really just to emphasize that the slightest lapse in hospitality mm-hmm. can really make a huge difference. Well, in yeah, you would mm-hmm. if you had been a first time, you know, or maybe non-believer, you would have never gone back. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. you understood and you had a reason to. Yeah. Try yeah. a different church, yeah. probably. <laughs> it's just the fact that you know this but person. Terrible. God bless his soul. Didn't know that, <laughs> right? Well, if you see someone that you've never seen before, really, is that really going to be your first <laughs> yeah. response? <laughs> and there, there's a lot of things wrong with that, but right, you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah, and you're, you're right. right. I mean, it, if I was new to the whole church thing, you know, it, that would have made me a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right, I would have felt judged, out of place. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, well, gosh, I don't I guess really belong what Christians here. Are like, oh, yeah, no. and uh, you know, all because you know the only interaction I had with somebody was you know about a mistake I made, and 
So as like as a church and as Christians, you know, we we really can't afford to blink for a second when it comes to hospitality, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the enemy will use any and everything he can to make sure mm-hmm. that somebody who walks through the doors of your church for the first time never comes back mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. yeah, because let's be honest, like to someone who doesn't know what church is really like, church can be a scary place. Yeah. I mean, like think of literally like think about how some of these things sound on the outside, on the very outside to, you know, non-believers, you know, we gather in a room, we sing to an invisible man, uh, <laughs> we drink representations of his blood <laughs> and we eat representations of his body. Now we, and we use all these big words. We do, you know, yeah. <laughs> like sanctification. What does that mean? You know, it's just like, you know, we know about all these we things. We've grown that. up in it. You know, it's like, it, it's become a part of our lives, second nature. But the right. things I just said, like I've literally had other people tell me that, you know, we're crazy yeah. because, you know, they just don't know. I've been with people, I've seen somebody walk into church before and they were literally shaking. Yeah. And, you know, I just welcomed him. I had invited this guy. He was at a community college. But, yeah, it was his first time ever coming to church and he was scared to death. Wow. And it's true, Brian. There's Mm -hmm. so many people that are overcoming huge hurdles just to walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The enemy is ready to pounce on anything. So mm-hmm. we, we can't afford it. And this right. is a very like focused on the church side of it. I like yeah. that you were focused more on the home side of it, but it's a really big eye opener to like realize what we say matters mm-hmm. and to truly, right. you know, look at how they feel. Like look, look at their, Look at their reactions and their in their gestures. You can read someone's. Mm-hmm. Put yourself feelings. in their shoes for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I guarantee you, like anybody who comes to the church for the first time, is is definitely looking for something mm-hmm. that they're not finding out in their right. regular lives. Right. And they don't know what it is. But even in just coming to church for the first time, this guys, this is so important. Like they have already taken a huge step of faith. Mm-hmm. So it really is up to us to be on our toes at all times and not just in church, but even just in like how we carry ourselves as Christians mm-hmm. throughout the world. Right. In um, life. Because hospitality is so much more than a hello, a handshake. Yeah. Hospitality, it takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes patience. You know, forgive them for bringing in some coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be gracious if they spill it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. be patient with those who come, but you know, aren't really, aren't ready to tell you like their entire life story yet. You know, mm-hmm. they'll come around like, yeah. don't give them a reason to be more nervous because it's scary walking into a church sometimes because mm-hmm. it can be so different for some people. And there are times where being in the church is to be vulnerable Mm-hmm. And we all know what that feels like. Instead, do show everybody love. Do show everybody the grace and the hospitality of our God. Because mm-hmm. that is essential. And it is a part of what's going to allow them to open up their heart and for Jesus to come change their life. Yeah, and I think really a lot of what you're saying is just that hospitality is a way of life yeah. for a Christian. Right. In, in in church, in the home, outside of, in the public, it's just a way 
that we carry ourselves and a way that we treat people. And that really is the heart of it. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And here's the thing. You can never go wrong with just trying to be friendly. Mm -hmm. Like I've had plenty of times in my life where I've tried to say something to someone. I've tried to start a conversation and it just didn't go anywhere. Felt awkward. Like I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've, and afterwards I'm like, wow, shoot, what was I doing? Like (laughs) that was pretty, that was pretty awkward the way I said that. And you kick yourself afterwards, but I've never actually seen a person like, you know, offended and never come back. Well, that's really or, true though. You know, that's even, really even point. if what you say doesn't like land and, mm-hmm. you, and it was, it was a miss, like it's still better. You tried, they saw that. Yeah. You, you tried mm-hmm. and it's still better than the alternative here of like not doing anything mm-hmm. and them coming in and out and having no interaction. So no, that's, that's great stuff, Brian. Thank you. Well, I want to start us off with the Ritz-Carlton hospitality list. Whoa. <laughs> we've talked about homes. We've talked about churches. Now we're Just going probably to... probably entertaining, David. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is verging into entertainment ter- territory here. I'm just kidding. High-end luxury hospitality. But here you go. Ritz-Carlton. Number one, have a written game plan for extraordinary service. Number two, instill a service culture from the top down. And the bottom up. Mm, Number three, anticipate guest needs. Number four, recruit people with passion for hospitality. Number five, train hospitality and service across the entire organization. Tell, show, and do. Little theme they have there. I feel fancy already. (laughs) Yeah, I need some tea. (laughs) And six is the last one quality, quality, quality. Inspect what you expect. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not quite church hospitality here. Mm -hmm. You know, most churches aren't in the realm of of Ritz Carlton, but I love Mm -hmm. how they prioritize hospitality. They make it such an ingrained piece of their culture. They've trained their people and they do have an atmosphere when you walk into a hotel like that where you're waited on hand and foot. Mm-hmm. And it's pleasant. It's peaceful. It, it enriches the experience and people are willing to pay a little extra money and you know, all of the things that that entails mm-hmm. because they're treated so well. And I think as a Christian, we should take some cues from that, right? Like this is the world, of course, like they're in a business, they're trying to make money, but like they are using some Christian principles mm-hmm. right. in their company mm. and they're successful with that. There's no reason why we as Christians should just ignore those kind of things mm-hmm. and chuck it out the window. We should like for sure that's, take a look at that. That's actually reminds me of something my mom always said is yeah. that, you know, we hear of Southern hospitality and all that Yeah, and it's true, but She's always like, well, that's just from the Bible. So yeah. it's just people that decided to do what the Bible said anyway. Not <laughs> yeah. just a Southern thing. Thanks, mom. That's so true. <laughs> Wisdom from my mother. <laughs> so here's five hospitality values that I wanted to talk about, though. I just got a quick list, and this is going to integrate into nice, nicely into what y'all have been talking about. But impression, intentionality, interaction, integration, and investment. So first one, value number one, impression. 1 John 3.18 says, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And I think when we're thinking about hospitality, something to keep in mind is your impression matters. That first impression is huge. More than what you say, 
you can say hello or hi in a crude way or a rude way that doesn't really strike a friendly chord, right? So how you make them feel comes from your heart. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying as that first impression is a reflection of how you really feel as well. Intentionality, this is value too. Uh, think of Matthew 9, 36. This is speaking of Jesus. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. We are to proactively look for and engage in ways where we can identify with someone's needs or their desires. Right. That's why Jesus Christ lived out when he was on earth. And that's what we're called to do as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to feel what other people are feeling. Don't just be in your own little world. But mm -hmm. if you're going to be a truly hospitable person, whether this is at church, whether this is somebody who's coming into your home, mm -hmm. you know, just look for obvious things. Does this person look anxious? Does this mm -hmm. person like looking a little lonely? Mm -hmm. Do they look like they have a a question on their face. Like those kind of things are cues where they're, they need to be welcomed. They, they need to be loved. They're looking for someone to be, to know them, to care for them. And they, they're just calling out for someone to impact them. So I think feeling what that other person is probably feeling mm -hmm. when you do that, they're probably going to actually tell you more. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just asking a couple opening questions like, mm -hmm. how are you feeling right now? Or, Hey, what brings you here? Well, and you know, I think sometimes people, this is so good because intentionality is so huge in saying, you know, it's a stretch for everyone actually. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone and like reaching out to someone is always going to be a stretch. But if you do it and if you think through it and kind of even just have some intention behind it, think of a couple questions you could ask or just thinking about them, that really does help take that edge off. It's a stretch for everyone, but it's also once you do it and once you practice it, you get better at it. You do. Yeah, you know, you do. And that's actually the next value. Value three is interaction. And these are just some practical tips. I mean, there's a verse here I have for this third John 15 peace be to you. The friends greet you, greet the friends each by name. Not a very well-known Bible verse, but it's cool to think about John, the beloved apostle. I mean, this man walked with Jesus Christ. Here he is at the end of his life. He's writing this really, really short letter. But he's talking about in the church to greet each other by name. Mm -hmm. And remembering names means that you have you care. Right. <laughs> you've taken That's an interest. Really true. Uh, maybe you've asked the question. And so many people don't do this, but it is refreshing when somebody remembers your name or asks a question, right? Everyone sure. feels, wow, I feel welcomed. I feel, I feel a warmth here. And that's just something that we should be really good at right. as a church, as Christians. And with this interaction, eye contact with a warm smile, joy-filled greeting that goes so, so far. And it's, it's also great to just greet kids at their level, you know, like That's get down so on true. your knee, mm -hmm. talk to them. Hey buddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If, if you can remember something about their week, like maybe you haven't seen them for a week, but mm -hmm. something they mentioned the week before. And for sure. That's just genuine stuff that, that really does make a difference for that sure. opens doors to have deeper relationships. Here's something else, uh, under the whole interaction piece. 
And this is something that our church has like on our welcome team, part of our, part of our training. It's, it's like this acronym, hello. Okay. So you can say hello. That's the H engage, listen, listen, and then offer help. Mm-hmm. So the, if you just follow that formula where you, you're the one who initiates the hello and then you engage them, you make that contact and then you listen and you listen some more. And if there's anything you can do, you offer help. I mean, that's a blueprint right there for hospitality. Mm-hmm. And then value four is integration. Ephesians 4.16 says, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is really where we start getting to the heart of the issue. Genuinely bring someone in. They're never going to feel welcomed if they're an outsider, Mm-hmm. If they're still an outsider. So mm-hmm. to change that from them becoming an outsider, the turning them into someone who feels welcome, they feel like they're an mm-hmm. insider, we have to include them first. Mm-hmm. And that's what hospitality is. It's us making that effort to mm-hmm. intentionally go for it and integrate them into your sphere, to your mm-hmm. circle of friends. You know, Ben always says, you know, people aren't looking for you to just be friendly, but to actually be a friend. Yeah. You know, and there is a difference, you know, yeah. and, and it's not, again, bad to be friendly. Sometimes that's all you got. You just have it for a second. But, you know, just thinking about it in your own mind, I'm going to be a friend to this person. Yeah. Actually be a friend. And being a friend means like kind of personalizing the conversation mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Show some vulnerability. Yeah. You know, right. it's yeah. like it's, one it's thing. genuine and real. Yeah. It's like one thing to be glad that somebody's like here or, you know. Like, you know, just like example, if you're a greeter in church, it's one thing to like, you know, say, Hey Hey, man, I'm glad you're here, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, if I'm, if I'm like a, just a a tender of a church and I hear the same guy say it the exact same way to five Mm -hmm. other people, I'm just going to be like, Oh, you know, he's reading off script. Right. 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 This is another like piece of our church, just DNA, like with our whole welcome team. But there's really four stages of this too, of, of, of hospitality, you have competency, which is just, we're ready for you. Like we can handle you. We're ready to, we're ready to say, read the script. We're not like, say, Oh no, people are coming. Yeah. We can say, we're amazing. glad you're here to five straight people. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Competency. But then there's courtesy, which, you know, we're here for you. We actually have some, have some care. And then you have that next level. That third level is connection. We understand you. Mm-hmm. You know, I can read like some needs. Like, I, I, I'm I'm starting to really get there. And then the fourth level, like the max level that we see from Christ, that we all need to strive for, is compassion, mm-hmm. where we truly feel that person's needs, and we're we're ready to just to to offer what we can do to help. Value five, though, is investment. Serve the Lord with gladness. This is Psalm 100, verse 2. And the goal of hospitality should be to invest, Mm -hmm. to pour into someone. Just like you were talking about, people aren't just looking for you to be friendly, but they're looking for a friend. Mm -hmm. If you aren't going for that, what is something that's fake going to really do in the end? It's Mm -hmm. it's really going to turn someone off. Mm -hmm. Hospitality is that door that when it opens and they walk in, you are allowed to make a difference. You're there to invest in them. So we have to be 
Christians. We have to be church members who care. We have to be people who care to connect because we have a message and we have a truth to invest in that person. As you were both talking about this here tonight, I think it's super important that we just realize, be a person that invites people into your life. Right. Yeah. Because that's the way you can be hospitable, just inviting someone over. So maybe that's inviting them over to go out to coffee at some point this week. Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd love to catch up and talk about, about something. Right. Just make a, make an appointment. Maybe it is. I, I love the whole part of, you know, going out with someone for lunch after church. There's people, sometimes they feel like, wow, they feel great. They heard a, Mm -hmm. heard a sermon, they worship, they talk to some people. And then conversations Mm -hmm. just kind of ended and everybody went their separate ways and they feel left out. There's a lot of people who go home on that drive that wish they Mm -hmm. could go out to lunch with someone. That's actually one thing Rosario Butterfield says in her book is, you know, when the prayer at the end happens at church, actually some people are really sad. You know, because yeah. they've had this high and they're there and they're experiencing God and then it's over and they're maybe going home to some a lonely, hard thing. And yeah, yeah it's true. There's a lonely people sitting next to you in church. So yeah. just, just reach out. Be aware you know? of that. Be mm-hmm. aware. Absolutely. We're so glad that you listen to the Doxa Dialogue. And one of the big parts of our podcast is we love to hear back from you. We love to have audience participation. And here's a challenge for you. Like we've we've already thrown out a few challenges. The brownie challenge. <laughs> yeah, brownie the challenge. brownie challenge. We got the Sunday after church uh, lunch challenge. But here's one that I really think it would be super cool if every single one of you listening takes part in this. You look for someone either at your church or just someone at school or work. If you're a student, school or work, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Neighborhood maybe. Yeah. Neighborhood. Yeah. Look for someone who just feels like they don't belong. Look for someone just intentionally say, because I guarantee you they're out there that they don't feel like they fit in. Maybe they they want a connection. They're not finding it. Just just be aware of that person, and open up your arms. Do it. Do, Do it. it. In hospitality. And tell us about it. We'd love to yeah. hear yeah. any stories you have about yeah practicing hospitality, showing hospitality, and what God did through it. I've heard of stories of people literally at church who God tore down walls when they got hugged by a few different people in the mm-hmm. church. Like mm-hmm. just straight up hugs. And that's what, that's what did it. Those even go are stronger than handshakes sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for sure, start doing that and watch God just open up doors, invade people's lives and you can shine light that way. So that's our challenge for you and feel free to share anything that happens. And we'd love to give you a shout out in future podcasts. Thanks for listening, though, and please give us a rating. Please like and share if you do enjoy it, and we will see you again next week. Good night. You were loved. Bye. (laughs) 